This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, it's Annie Grace. I am answering readers' questions, and I'm going to just dive right into it today. I hope you can hear me, because... um, I have somewhere to be in just a few minutes, but I really, I saw this one come through and I really wanted to get on and answer it because it is um, one that I think is, is really worth a response. And uh, so it says, hi, Annie, thanks for all your work. I've been getting sober through this naked mind in the July live alcohol experiment, and it's changing my life. One of my only issues I'm having is navigating the strange world of semantics in the alcohol-free community. My boyfriend and I have been together for three and a half years, and we just moved in together. He got sober five and a half years ago through AA when we were only 19 years old, and he still goes to meetings weekly. I was talking to him about my journey with alcohol and quitting, and he says he prefers it if I don't call myself sober, but rather just say I don't drink. I asked him why, and he explained that to him, sober people are those people who use a 12-step program, go to meetings, and had a very tumultuous path with alcohol. I expressed to him that this only reinforces the idea that there's normal drinkers and alcoholics, and that I felt invalidated in my experiences with alcohol just because I didn't have a drastic rock bottom, and I have no desire to go to AA. I want to feel understood and supported in my journey to stay alcohol-free for good, and I feel that his outlook on things is almost like gatekeeping sobriety for those who do it in a certain way. To me, it shouldn't matter what I call myself. The fact that I'm not drinking today or for the foreseeable future should be enough. How do you recommend going about this in my relationship with him? Thank you. So, first of all, it is very interesting. I think there. this was super surprising to me as well. It was super surprising to me to, you know, stop drinking come into what I now know is the recovery community, not even really be truly aware that there was a recovery community or that I would be in recovery. I don't really identify with like being in recovery or being sober or any of those sort of terms, mainly because I just think labels separate us more than they bring us together in most cases. And so I don't really put, take on any of those labels personally, but I didn't know that this whole community really existed. And so I came into it and I had a lot of run-ins about not having done things a certain way or a certain method. I had people tell me that my drinking wasn't actually alcoholic drinking. I had people tell me that I wasn't an alcoholic. I had people who I would say that I'm just alcohol-free tell me that I was an alcoholic and actually I was just an alcoholic in denial or that I was a dry drunk or all of these words and all of these terms started coming fast and furious. And at first I really let it get under my skin because I was like, my gosh, like this is so weird. What's happening? And then I had this brilliant conversation with my good friend, Laura McCowan, and she told me, she goes, Annie, you know where all of that is coming from? I was like, no, no, I don't. (laughs) They want to judge me. They want to be blah, blah, blah. I was all defensive. And she's like, it's all coming from fear. It's all coming from fear because when people take on certain labels, and they make things mean certain things, they're doing it in a way to protect themselves. And so, for instance, if your boyfriend thinks that sobriety is this hard-fought thing that has to have a very tumultuous rock bottom and needs to be in a prescribed way through AA, it's probably because that's what feels right to him. And if just anybody can do it at any time, then it isn't to him as important or seemingly as important as it was before. And so usually under the what feels like initial judgment or keeping you out or feeling defensive is actually just fear. And so I might just explore 
um, that with him, not from a trying to make him wrong perspective, certainly, but from a, I want to understand this more. And when you listen to understand, there's a few things that are really important. Number one is like repeating. So when you listen to understand, you hear, and then you say, I think what you're saying is, and then you tell them in your words, what you think they said. That is so important for listening to understand. It does two things. It makes you listen and it makes you actually get into their head in a way that you're telling them what you think they said. Now, you might not agree, but usually most of the time as human beings, we are listening to contradict or to give advice or we're listening while calculating our point of view, which is not listening to understand. And I would say in relationships specifically, almost all um, really intense conflict can be avoided when somebody says, you know, I'm going to listen to understand. Because when we listen to understand, we see other things and we understand other things. And the person, when someone picks up a rope and starts to pull it, the other person picks up the rope and starts to pull it back. And so all of a sudden you're on opposing ends. And I like to look at relationships. Like when I notice with my husband that we're not on the same team anymore, that whatever the issue is has put us on different teams and we're fighting against each other. I'm like, whoa, 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 something's gone off the rails. My goal in my relationship is to be on the same team fighting against whatever it is, right? And so it might be the fact that there are all sorts of different ways and labels and terms and levels of comfort and levels of fear and all of this stuff, but how can you get on the same team? And I think the first way to do that is really trying to listen to just to understand. And I would try to give yourself a day after listening to understand, even sometimes what I'll do with my husband is I'll be like, can I take notes? <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but can I actually take notes so that I remember? And I literally do everything I can to try to listen to understand because there's something usually that I'm missing. If he has a really strong point of view or a really strong intention, just like all of those people that came out of the woodwork to tell me I was doing sobriety wrong at first, there was something that I was missing. And the crux of what I was missing was this level of fear that if, if, if this way worked, then maybe their way wasn't validated or maybe they were in danger. And there was all sorts of, of things with that, that actually I have a lot of compassion for that I didn't even get and I didn't even understand. So if you approach it with, okay, there has to be something here I don't get. How can I listen to understand? How can I understand? My goal is to understand what I don't understand, to see what I don't see. My goal is not to be right. And I know that feels very counterintuitive, especially when we just have been taught to be right and be on opposing teams and be defensive and you know get our way and get our point of view across. But I'd always try to elevate that in relationships to be like, my outcome here is for us to feel united in whatever we're doing. And that happens when we get on the same team, when we listen to understand. So I think listening to understand is one thing that I'd highly recommend. And then I would let go of expectations and while not losing yourself. And this can be super tricky, but I would let go after you listen to understand and after you have time to process it and after you have a way to hopefully express to him what you're feeling, I'd say at least 24 hours later, and hopefully he would listen to understand, I would let go of any expectations that he would change or come around to your way of seeing things. He might not, and that has to be totally okay. But I'd also not lose yourself in terms of saying, you know what, I love the word sobriety and I want to identify with it. So um, I'm not asking for your permission because I don't need it, quite frankly, but uh, I'd love your support in that. And if you can't give it to me, I totally get that too. But this is my choice. I'm gonna be sober. I'm gonna call myself sober. It feels good to me. It feels affirming. It feels life affirming. 
I like it. Or maybe you listen to understand and you're like, you know what? I actually don't want to identify with that word. I'm just going to call myself alcohol free. That feels good to me. And and that feels life affirming, but I would do it for you. So the trick is to be present in the relationship, be very deeply engaged, understanding, coming with compassion, but then not sacrificing yourself. Like you need to allow that wherever you land in your heart of how you want to talk about you, it is okay in relationships not to agree on everything. Actually, it's good. It's healthy. It's healthy for two individuals to remain individual in a relationship. And so <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I feel like I've gone totally tangential here. But I think that the core is really compassion and understanding that he's not trying to minimize you. He's not trying to do anything against you or to minimize your relationship. Those are all meanings you're making. There's something happening that you can't see. There's some aspect that you don't know yet. And I would listen until you at least can understand what is happening with him and inside of him. And then I would make your own decision about what you want for you, understanding all the facts, and then very kindly, very gently express to him, like, I love you. This is where I'm going to be on this. We can totally agree to disagree. Super fine. I'm going to love you no matter what. But I really like this word and I feel like it affirms my journey and I'm going to call myself sober or I'm not. So hopefully that helps a little bit and hopefully it will at least give you the perspective of in relationship. Remember, your goal is to better the relationship, to be on the same team against whatever it is. There's a lot of crap that society has put out there, a lot of right ways and wrong ways to do things. And being in relationship means that you're going to say, we are going to love and respect each other, even if we don't agree, from the same team. And we're going to look at everything that's out there. And we might, we might end up picking, you know, different, maybe we like different colors. Maybe one of us is a cat person, one of us is a dog person. But we're going to deal with it from being completely on the same team. So I hope that helps. Hi, are you looking to connect with like-minded people? Sometimes maybe you feel like as someone who knows all this information from the snake in mind or the alcohol experiment that you're living in a world of muggles and people just don't speak your language. That is why I created The Exchange. The Exchange is an online community where we meet face-to-face live video calls multiple times a week with people from all over the globe just to connect, to have somewhere you are seen and you're heard and you feel less alone and really that you can give back and get the support you need. So if this sounds great to you, check it out at thisnakedmind.com backslash exchange. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.